Once upon a time, I sat down and had an idea for a podcast, and I said I was awkward, and I was going to call it the Awkward Kids Podcast. And well, what are you listening to, motherfuckers? How you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about this week, guys, because it was an amazingly slow week in hip-hop. But before we get started, as always, I'd like to introduce myself. I am the... One and only Operator 16. I am a poet. I am a blogger. I am a hip-hop artist myself. I am a songwriter. And this is where I tell you guys about everything going on in, in my crazy little music world. We mix in a little K-pop, a whole lot of hip-hop, and a little mental health. I want you guys to all remember that I support each and every one of you. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you continue to support me. Uh, winter is here. That's the first thing I realized about this week. Like, there was a dramatic shift in the weather. And I love it because I'm a boy of the fall. I love um, winter. If you all don't know, I spent three years in Alaska, which is a crazy experience that I guess we'll get into. One of these episodes on this podcast, I and when you spend three years in a place like that, you become really ingrained in the cold and you become uh, immune to it to some point because I was spending six months in weather that maybe got up to 20 degrees if you were doing like really well. And most days and during, during that time period, especially in the middle of winter, it was only getting up to maybe like five or maybe 10 degrees, like period. So I love the wintertime. I'm kind of crazy like that. I'm one of them black people who really does love cold. Um, not too cold. Like I don't love extreme cold, but I can do cold uh, more than I can do hot, honestly. So the weather changed this week and, you know, people coughing and sneezing and, you know, trying to not get get sick. And, you know, cause I got so much going on in my life. Um, I've, I've kind of dived into it lightly. I would like to dive into it more this morning. Um, for all you who don't know, back on the 4th of July, my dad had a stroke. And that's pretty much why I've been absent from social media a lot. It's pretty much why I was gone from a long time from a lot of my projects this year and had to put a lot of things on hold slash cancel simply because I didn't have the time or the effort or the space or the energy to kind of create through that. And what I learned about that was that it's okay to take time for yourself and it's okay to to take a few you know months off if, if, if your family needs it or your mindset needs it. Yes, I could have kept creating music and podcast through that. And I could have, you know, continued to, to make things, but I didn't have my heart into it. I didn't have my mind into it. And it just wouldn't have been a great quality. And I'd refuse to give you guys things that I don't feel are great quality. I, I just won't do that to you guys. So that's where I was. And that's, you know, what's been going on. But now that that's kind of like settled down some, and he's getting better. And it's still a long process to get him back to 100% to where he was, or at least, you know, somewhat close to that. But as he gets better, um, I get more free to to do what I want to do and and move back around. So I'm getting back into this content. That's why I said no matter what, I want to kind of give you guys a podcast this week because even though it was a slow hip-hop news week and there wasn't much going on, um, I wanted to kind of let you guys, you know, still know that I, I, mean, I am here consistently going forward and, and, and will be here no matter what. Big things in the works for me personally. Um, new music. New music. That's right. Uh, for all you Operator 16 fans out there. Um, by the way, thank you for the constant 3,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, it's pretty, it's been pretty, it's been, a, it's, it's been an amazing year. I can safely say 
I hit every goal I wanted to hit this year. And that's probably the first year in my life I could do that. But say I say I did that. So thank you all for the support um, for all the countries popping up. Sweden, Italy, Japan. Uh, fuck. Uh, so many. I think we, we, we've, we've hit like 40 some odd countries in the last month. So it's literally like hitting a new country every single day. So thank you guys all for that. Um, much love to all my family over there at B Entertainment Records. Um, got my first release with them coming out soon. It's called Older and Hungry. Much love to my producer, John C. or John Craps. You can find him on John Craps, all one word, on Instagram. He also has a new EP out that, that, that I did some background vocals on, and that was so exciting because I never really sang on a track. I've always been a rapper, and I have a wonderful singing voice, if you don't know. Uh, I, I've sang all my life. I, um, I was in honor chorus when I was a kid. I got a invited to try out for the Atlanta Boys Choir. So I know I can sing. It's just not something that I ever was necessarily comfortable doing on a track. And my producer, who I have right now, he is amazing. He pushes me. He makes sure I don't put out anything that isn't quality. And and the new song that's coming out, like I'll be honest, guys, it took us probably like six to seven hours to, to make that song. But it sounds amazing in every and every second of it from start to finish, I can say I love. It. And that's the first song that I've ever recorded and put out or going to put out that I can say that I love every single second of it. And um, this is this is majorly, I would say Sand Times was part one in, in the story or like the pro prelogue or, you know, I'm not smart enough to kind of say it, but it, I mean, it was the first story I was telling. This is story number two. Um, and, and officially the, the, the first story off of the, the, the debut EP, which will be dropping in January, one night in the 907. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I've been probably working on this EP for the better part of two years, in some aspect, give or take. So it's a good, um, it's a good thing to put to like give myself a time limit. We're gonna go hard for the next couple months, get it all done. So that's what's going on with me, guys. Um, if you all don't know, I I do run another podcast called Time and a Half. It is on all platforms where you find your lovely podcast. And thank you guys for all support of, of that. Me and my partner Roscoe Flash. That's more of a life and love podcast for people, you know, in their 20s and young people in today's world trying to maneuver through this, you know, social media based world. So, you know, if you like different content content, but besides whatever we talk about here on, you know, hip hop stuff and music and bullshit, then definitely go and subscribe to Time and a Half Show wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. Enough about me. Enough about me, because y'all know I hate talking about me. Before we dive into to today's topics, y'all know what we got to say, because we didn't say it last week. We said it super late. Let's go ahead and state. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to talk. Let's go ahead and say it right now. Mental health is wealth. Once again, your mental health is wealth, guys. Please take care of yourself. Please, please make sure you're always doing what you have to do to keep yourself in a great energy and a great space. I'm not saying every day will be a good day, but you can find something to smile about every single day. And I thoroughly believe that with my whole entire chest. Okay. All right. I'm done being positive. Time to be a petty motherfucker that I am. Last week, I don't know what happened with the audio. Um, I don't know what happened, um, but I had a whole Kanye West rant that did not make this podcast, so it's going to come first this week. Um, 
I grew up a lifelong Kanye West fan. As I sit here and record this, I'm literally looking at Donda West's book, Raising Kanye. So when I say that I know a lot about Kanye, I literally know about have known a lot about Kanye since I was a teenager because my mother knew I was an artist growing up, and she gave me the book, Raising Kanye, to give me a perspective of what it was like for her to be raising someone that she knew was special. And... Kanye, for, for me, is in my top five artists of all time for people who inspire me to create. It'd be Kanye, um, Black, or Six Lack for you basic niggas. Um, you know, Ja, rest in peace, XXX and Tashion, long live Ja forever. Um, and, you know, that's it's kind of like the list, like Kanye and and Ja and Six Lack and, you know, T.I. And people like, 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 like that. They are the people who, who really inspired me to create. So I had a long love for Kanye West in my heart for a long time. And I've had to distance myself from that. Like I recently told my mom, I'm done being a Kanye West stan. And because no longer are you going to piss on me and tell me it's raining. And what I mean by that is that, yes, Jesus is King sounds amazing. It is a sonically wonderful album. I'm not worried about that with Kanye West. If I ever turn on a Kanye West album and the production is not worth $10 million, he, that something is wrong, like period. So I'm never worried about the production on a Kanye West album. But this album, you cannot tell me that most of you are are, are, are going to bump this night and day or, or, or you're going to actually sit there and listen to this shit more than once. It is a crappy piece of work, guys. And anyone in this industry that makes music like I do, or anyone in this industry who like really critiques music, has pretty much all said the same thing. This is a subpar body of work. It sounds like a whole bunch of snippets and a whole bunch of un, you know, finished songs that got put in at, at the last minute, and they just said, "Here you go." Because when Kim gave us that first initial track list, none of these songs were on there. So let me know, like, either these songs were, like, added late and and new, or you just pretty much, like, went sideways. I don't, like, I don't know what Kanye came up with some of these songs, up, but first of all, I'm going to vent. Can we please stop with the 12 songs at 20 minutes thing? I get it. For, for people like me who are still trying to grow fan bases and who still have to worry about the fact that consumers won't listen to a lot of long songs anymore? I get it. I have to put out two minute songs or you know songs that that don't go past two thirty because that's all someone will give you in, in today's world if they don't know you. Kanye West is not me, okay? So for you to be putting out ten plus song projects that don't even cover thirty minutes is fucking cheating. And I know you do it for streaming platform purposes. I get it, my nigga. But you're Kanye fucking West. People will listen to you regardless of whatever you put out. Period. Give me some three, four minute songs. And second of all, I'm not hating on, on, on the Jesus concept. Um, I grew up in church, like deep in church. My dad was a minister for like, you know, for, for, for a little while. And like, I got... A lot of people in my family who are pastors and ministers and have their own churches. So please believe when I say religion is a big part of my family and a big part of how I grew up. So, but at the same time, because it is such a big part of my life, I can tell when when someone's just trying to put themselves in a lane of being liked. Kanye West cares about being liked. 
a lot and always has. It's the reason why when his mom died, and I'm not using that as a loving as anything disrespectful I'm saying, but the reason why why when his his mom died and he started you know to naturally be affected by that and he you know did some things that that, that people didn't like and he got the criticism for it. It's the reason why he went insane for a little bit. It's because Kanye West cares about what people say about him. And he heard the fact that people didn't like him being so, you know, visual and, you know, being with the president and saying the things that he was saying. So he goes away and comes back as his brand new religious man in his life, but yet still like low key in his interviews says the same things he was saying. He just makes sure that 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 he puts a gospel spin on it now, so all you motherfuckers don't don't keep talking bad about him. Because anybody knows that no matter how much backlash you've you've gotten or, or the hate you've received, it's very hard for someone to say. Mm, that person's a piece of shit if you're talking about gospel. And and if I'm critiquing the album, not even from a hip-hop per, per perspective, because I don't find it to be a hip-hop album at all, if I'm tweaking, if I'm tweaking, <laughs> I am tweaking. Kidding! Don't do drugs, kids. If I'm criticizing the album from, from just a gospel music point of view, it's not even good gospel music. Like, I've... I grew up with the Donnie McClurkins and 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 the Fred Hammonds and the Clark sisters. Like those are real gospel acts, and those are people who are close to my heart because it is real gospel. And I feel like Kanye West will say and do anything to sell something at this point, like anything to sell anything. Like I just don't understand why people still support this man. I don't understand why we keep getting subpar albums. I'm kind of over this shit. I wish people would just be over it too. Um, it's, um, it's, it's just really, really dumb. And it's just bad music. Um, have I said that? I want you guys to understand, it is bad music. Do not fall for it simply because it sounds sonically well. And speaking of bad music that sounds sonically well, I'm on to another rant. Mr. Christopher Bordeaux, a.k.a. Mr. Frank Ocean, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, seriously, I'm a mega Frank Ocean stan. I love Frank Ocean to death. I could sing blonde frontwards and backwards night and day, 24-7, every night of my life. Same thing with Hannah Orange. And the Ultra Nostalgia mixtape. Don't make me go back. However, these last two singles, DHL, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Not, it was, but, but I was like, you know what? It's the first new new Frank song in a year. Um, I'm not going to talk anything about it. You know, I'm going to let Frank do his thing. Until we randomly, I got in my room yesterday. I wake up, it's like 6 a.m., um, scroll through the social media feed, as, as I always do first thing in the morning, just because that's my life as a blogger. And I'm in a rapper, you know, you have to stay up to date on these, these things. And I see that Mr. Frank Ocean has a new song out called called In My Room. I'm elated because I'm a Frank Ocean stan, so I love the fact that when Frank gives us music, you know, especially in back-to-back weeks, I was elated. I, I I was ecstatic until I heard the 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 song. Frank, I love you. 
I love what you do. I love your mindset. But someone around him has got to tell him this, like, this whole rapping, like, fast rapping or just rapping in general over beats that he should be largely singing over is starting to turn people off. And it's, and, and I like, and it, it's one thing when like I say it, because I know I'm very harsh on music at times, but it's, it's another thing when it's coming from other people like me who, who love Frank Ocean, but are going, this isn't like it. And, 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 and at some point, I wonder, does Frank even care about music anymore? Does Frank care about making the music that we want to hear? Because while these two songs, if, if there were anybody else in the world, I would say are two amazing singles. But because they're Frank, they feel subpar. They feel uninspired. I don't even sense the same passion that I got on Blonde. Like when we got like Nikes and stuff, like I don't feel the same passion for for this new music it seems like someone going through the motions of creating music because that's what they're supposed to do and when when much rather i'd much rather frank just say guys i don't like making music anymore because i don't have to like we we've, we've gotten three songs out of you in, in the last two years and all three of them have been eh. like eh. Now, back in 2017, we got like Chanel and some other songs. Those were great songs. But I don't know why in the last couple of years, it seems like Frank musically just hasn't really been there. But, you know, you say anything bad about Frank and, you know, people start 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 to come for you. So I'm not I'm not um, going to dive, you know, super into it or, you know, make Frank out to be this bad person because he's not. I just think that when we're talking about music and Frank Ocean and we're talking about someone on that, like on the Kobe level of music, meaning that you put them in the 1% of 1%, I just expect to hear a little more than what we've, than what we've been hearing lately. And I'm tired of just getting the drums and the kick in the rap. Like, once again, Frank's like Kanye. They can make sonically sounding amazing music, but none of this shit recently has moved me at all. And I don't think it's moving very many other people either. For Frank to not drop any music in almost, well, no, about a year, and for DHL to barely make the Billboard Hot 100 like at like 98, and that's only because it's Frank Ocean is why I made it, is pretty telling. Like new Frank Ocean music for his cult hot for that for someone with with, with, with a cult like fan base like Frank could easily have debuted in the top fifty. So we need better. We got to do better. You know, it's just it's unacceptable. Um, speaking of doing better, I hope Famous Dex is doing better. Man, if you guys did not hear what happened with Famous Dex, um, apparently he was on stage this week, and homie just had a full seizure in the middle of performing. And in all honesty, I've done a lot of drugs in my life. I've never been into lean. I've drank lean a couple times, and it made me fall asleep. So I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) There's no point in doing some shit that's going to make me fall asleep. Yeah, excuse me. Back to the podcast. I don't feel like there's worth any, there's no drug that makes me. If the drug makes me want to fall asleep, I generally don't want to do it. 
And that's how I felt about Lean. So I don't like Lean. I've never been into it. But I do understand the people who do like it. And you could just tell that Famous Dex is, is, is on a whole bunch of drugs and a whole bunch of Lean. And it's not the first time we've seen him like look this bad. and He doesn't look healthy. And it's one of those things where it feels like he has a whole bunch of yes men around him because he's the one making all the money. See, when you're the one per, providing for everyone else's lifestyle... It's very hard for people to tell you no. It's very hard for, 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 for people to be like, hey, you need to stop. Because they know that if you stop for even four months to go get healthy, the money's going to slow down. And a lot of people in those circles don't really care about the artist. They just want to keep getting paid. So it's very shocking to see Famous Dex like, pass out on stage and have a seizure. And you know, we, we've heard the, the stories from Lil Wayne and from Rick Ross about their issues with with lean and we all just know what lean does to people like, it kills you like slowly but surely so i hope someone goes and takes the cup out of dex's hand i hope someone really saves famous dex from himself because i feel like he's better than than that and um i'm not a huge famous dex fan but that's but i am a fan of young black men getting healthy and clean and um changing their lives around like my man uh darren waller plays for the oakland raiders in case you don't know um oakland raiders tight end darren waller is actually a long time um associate of mine i don't like to call people friends because we haven't talked in a while but i've known darren for pretty much since i was like oh i think third grade and then we were on the same high school football team. So I know that and I know that guy pretty well. And he's also someone who has, you know, gotten clean and turned his life around and is doing very well for the Oakland Raiders. So um, it is possible. It is out there. If, you know, not that famous Dex will ever hear this because he, he won't. But anyone out there who's struggling with addiction and goes through those battles like I have and um, still go through, I hope you do understand that addiction can be beat, that, that addiction is an illness and to not feel bad. And that the first step is asking for help or, or, or admitting that you need help. It's never a bad time. You can always get help. If you guys don't know, I'm signed to an indie label. Um, and, you know, being signed to a label is the, it's like the first real, my first real, like, being in the industry because... I've worked, I've worked for small indie labels and I've worked for small indie radio stations. And, you know, you guys knew I had like a written blog for like a year and a half, but, um, I've never actually like been like signed to a label like I am now, um, which even now I'm, I'm, it's a publishing deal. It's more of a partnership than like me being signed to them. That's why I like it. But it's just very interesting to see like the, the dynamics of how, like group conversations work and labels and the marketing plans and you know how things are set up for, for everyone um i didn't think it'd be this intricate or like this like detail oriented but i love it because it makes me realize that this is what i want to do and two that there are still good people in, in this industry what being signed to my label has shown me is that you don't have to sacrifice what you want in, in this life just to to be famous. I got signed to a good label for where I was at. Didn't have to sacrifice any of my my life. Um, I, I I I'm not getting screwed over like deal wise. 
and everything that I make or put out, I have some sort of ownership in. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's anything else that I really could ask for at this point in my career. So I just want to say that to let you guys know that when you're trying to decide if you want to sign to a to a label or not, if you're trying to decide if you really want to, you know, stay independent or not, that there are independent labels who 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 really can help you kind of get there a little faster. Don't be afraid to, to take a good deal if it works out for you now. Because I turned down, no kidding, probably my first year of making music, like taking it seriously this year, I probably turned down a good four to five deals of just shit that wasn't right for me, shit that was bad or just wasn't a good enough deal for, for where I felt like I was and where I was going. And so now that I got there and now we got a good deal, I just want to let everyone know that it is, you know, possible. So don't ever give up. You know, don't ever tell yourself what what you can and can't do because that's simply not true. I told myself for a long time that I would never sign to a label because they're bad. And and I believed that for a long time. And then I met my label. And from day one, for the first moment, the conversations were always professional and different. I could tell the difference between dealing with rookies and dealing with actual, like, great labels. As you guys can tell, it was a slow news week. I was going to talk about, you know, white girls fighting, but that's just not important. And you don't come here uh, for those things. So I'm not going to spend my last few minutes talking about that. I would like to spend my last few minutes this week discussing the art of rap beef. Earlier this year, a artist by the name of Troy Massive decided to make a diss track against me. And this is something that I saw coming for a long time. Um, I knew it. I could always sense he was very jealous of me. He was very envious of me when I would drop music. He wouldn't su- su- support it or, you know, or say anything about it. But when he always dropped, I always would like it and, you know, share it. Like, you know, just always trying to show people the love that I would want back. So, you know, and you notice that that kind of stuff. Or, or, or when I post about, you know, reaching 50,000 streams and 100,000 streams and 200,000 streams, like, you notice the people who are supposed to congratulate you but never do. And he was one of the people who, who just never congratulated me or, or, or had anything nice to, to say about me most times. And one day, I should have known this, you know, months ago. One day, months ago, he comes to my DM and says that I'm finally making music that he likes because I dropped this one song that's been taken down now. But um, I had dropped it and he says that now I'm finally making good music. And, and before I wasn't making anything of quality and like came to me as if like now I was worthy enough to, to be a rapper because he thought I was good enough. And just... And, I, and and even when 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 he when when he said that, I, I felt kind of slighted because this is not someone who has been su- successful at music in any point. Period. Yes, you've been rapping for a long time, and yes, he he has the ability to rap. But if I'm being honest, he's not done a damn thing musically. I'm just being honest. So for someone who has not done a damn thing musically to come to someone who is technically doing better than they are. And tell them how you don't like what what they're doing. It just didn't set well with me. Well, you know, whatever. I, I wasn't going to publicly say anything because I my big mouth has gotten me in trouble before. So I decided I'm going to just calm down. Then, as you guys know, I'm into K-pop. I am a huge BTS stan, and I never make any qualms about that. I don't ask anyone in my hip-hop circles to understand it. Or support it, but I am very big and unapologetic about how much I love K-pop. 
there was a K-pop star who um, had a hairstyle in a certain video that did resemble, yes, black culture. It, it wasn't a black hairstyle, but it looked very closely to that. And the song that he was doing, it, 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 was, it was a remake of a very, very popular hip-hop song, uh, no, Chicken Noodle Soup. It was a remake of that. So basically, we're, we're going back and forth talking about you know this hairstyle um, and the song, and he has the nerve to kind of tell me that I need to and word for word that 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 I need to care more about being black. And at that point, that's when I go off. Like I I have very few triggers in my life, guys, after so so after the survival of suicide and, and the survival of you know drug addiction and and to get to the point where I'm at in my life now and going places, I have very few like things that just make me fly out the handle quickly. I'm I'm pretty thick skinned. But telling me that that I'm not black enough is one of the few things that make me go off on you very quickly. I have been I've heard that my entire life because I grew up in the suburbs because my parents wanted to make sure that we were well that we were well rounded and you know and we talked properly and because you know I wasn't hood or something like that, that I wasn't, I, I was never black enough for, 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 for some fucking people like this skin that I got, that, that I can just pull off and be like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm white. No motherfucker. I'm black for the rest of my fucking life. So basically when you tell a black person that they need to care more about being black, naturally, most of us are going to go the fuck off on you. And, and when I do that, he decides to, to go and take it and make a whole diss song out of it, and it's on Instagram Live doing interviews about it, and trying to provoke me uh, to respond using the Drake Duppy beat to like to like diss me. Um, one brother, that song was terribly mixed, and I do mean as far as like bad mixing. I've heard probably one of the top ten worst mixed songs I've ever heard in my life. You should probably definitely stop mixing your um your own records. Secondly, that diss song you put out at me got more views than half of your own personal records do. So maybe you should figure out why people want to listen to you talk about me more than they want to listen to you talk about you. Also, it is not my fault nor my issue that you're one of the dumb motherfuckers who puts music on the internet and doesn't put a dollar in, into promotion and thinks that just because his family and his friends know that he raps, that they're going to make you a rap star. I've never had to fake anything. I simply put money into promo because I understand that that is how this industry works. Even famous people still have to promote their shit on Instagram and on platforms and do press runs. What makes you think that you niggas who never done anything um, have to? Or don't have to, excuse me. I get so sick and tired of, of, of these rappers who, who who think that just because they're pop or just because they have talent that someone's going to come along and just sign them and and make them to a superstar. No, in today's world, people are are, are only going to sign and work with the people um, who are already moving on their own. And and I just feel the hate comes from me because I put money um, into a promo and and don't just sit on Instagram all day and and post twenty five thousand times and hope someone sees me. But I say all this to to say that this is rap beef in two thousand and almost 20. It's not having real issues with someone that you want to work out. No, it's basically this person is, 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 is not the person who I want them to be. So now I'm real jealous and real upset. Simple as that.
And that's all I have to say for, for, for this week. Once again, you guys, I am your host, Operator16. I'm a poet. I'm a blogger. I'm a rapper. I'm a podcaster. And this has been Awkward Kids, the podcast. <laughs>